0: This is Disabled Girls Who Lift. We are reclaiming what's rightfully ours, one podcast at a time. It's Mary Beth, Chloe, and Marcia, bringing you the thoughts and unpopular topics to get you out of that ablest comfort zone. Hello, hello. Thanks for coming back for another episode of Disabled Girls Who Lift. If this is your first episode, well, welcome. Stick around. We got a shit ton of episodes for you to listen to. This is Marcia from South Florida, also known as Land of the Seminole Tribe.
1: Hey, y'all. It's Mary Beth from California, Ohlone Tribe out here.
0: So last episode, we talked a little bit about physical therapy month, injury and recovery and really breaking down what listen to your body kind of means. So I figured we should spend some time talking about what to do with your body, um, a little bit on mobility and movement and whatever from the perspective of an actual licensed person who learned about movement um so before we even really get into it let's just talk like blanket terms so we're all on the same page first of all what the fuck does mobility mean because people love saying it but what does it actually mean (laughs) oh she has an opinion okay so mobility really can mean two different things we could be talking about mobility of a joint joint mobility and either it moves too much just right or too little Or we keep talking about functional mobility. Can you get up from the toilet without using your hands? How long does it take you to get out of the car? Can you carry your groceries? Those are functional mobility things. So really mobility can mean two different things. But in general, joints. So when you say the word stability, now we're talking about muscles surrounding the joints. Are they strong or are they weak? And when we say the word flexibility, we're also talking muscle. And we're talking about muscle length. So, are you tight or are you loose? And here's the great part about all these terms and why a physical therapist is probably, like, the best person to figure this shit out for you, because you can have different things in all different of those areas. For example, for me, I'm hypermobile. My joints are fucky. (laughs) However... My hips are tight, like my hamstrings are are still kind of tight, like my groin's still tight. So I have inflexible areas, even though I'm very technically mobile. Mm. But then that also means because my joints are hypermobile, it's easier for them to be unstable. Because now I have to work twice as hard. Let's say I have flat feet. I have to work twice as hard to try to get my feet muscles strong to hold those wishy-washy joints together. So, all of those three things can have different things happening. And that's, it's like not a blanket thing. Like, your toe joint can be different than your knee joint, can be different than your elbow, different than your shoulder, different than your neck. Like, everything's not always going to be the same at every area, which is where things get tricky. So, that's difference. Mobility, joint mobility, bones, stability, muscle strength, flexibility, muscle length make sure we're on the same page there so we talk about stretching for the most part people are talking about muscle length flexibility so you can do things statically just hold a stretch you can do it dynamic which means you're moving but depending on how you do a stretch if it's totally passive restorative then you might not be working on stability at all right but if you're doing like let's say i don't know a yoga pose you know, let's say you're doing warrior one yoga pose, technically you're kind of stretching your hips, right? But also you're working. So you could work all different things in different ways. It just depends what you're doing. Um, Also another term, people love to say mobilization. In general, that should refer to joint mobility. Because remember, joint mobility, joint mobilization. So when people add bands to their stretches Or um, like weird funky moves and they're like, oh, I'm mobilizing. Okay, maybe they are. But again, we talked about how complicated those terms are. That's also why that every blanket mobilization advice might not be for you because maybe it doesn't apply to you. The other thing people talk about is release or trigger points or myofascial work or body work or I don't know, words like that. And that's also talking about muscle length that's also for flexibility. And that might be why you see people using lacrosse balls, foam rollers, therapy guns, massage. So not to say that those things are bad, but just like we talked about three different words and mean three different things, you, you can't just do one thing to address all of them. That's, that's all. So some people like to shit on stretching. Some people like to shit on therapy guns. As long as you understand there's a bigger picture and how to address all of those things for what your body needs, you'll be okay. I don't really like blanket shitting on things. (laughs) Except for unlicensed white dudes. That's all. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, does that that make sense? Or does that just sound like word vomit, Mary Beth?
1: No, that makes sense. And bringing it all up from the get-go is absolutely important. And then also, just... It'll help, too, as we go forward with the episode. Understanding the difference between the three in your own body. And how once you start understanding those more specifically you can prevent injury which was a huge topic of last episode so
0: yeah the the you knew better injuries this Mm. is where understanding what these things mean in your body for sure come into play so people say mobility and in general they really mean all of those things whatever in an ideal world you do some sort of warm-up and cool down when you work out maybe you do something extra on your off day maybe you don't, but you don't want it to be too short. You don't want it to be too long. It's got to be just right. Goldilocks. So I'm wondering <laughs> <laughs> for you, Mary Beth, how has that worked out? What's your, what are your warm ups like? What are your cool downs like? Is it working? Did yeah. it not work before? Have you changed things?
1: Uh, I think recently a- after doing a lot more mobility work with you, doing a lot more like yoga outside of the whole powerlifting regiment i've learned uh outside of that powerlifting bubble that stretching is good so i have been incorporating a lot more of that either first thing in the morning or late at night um but when it comes to the actual workout my warm ups tend to be a lot more you see th- these are why these terms are important <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but movements like leg swings to get my hips moving, get that blood flowing, movements like a five minute um, uh, stationary right. bike ride. Right. Um, because I very much need, like, w- I mean, we all very much need just warmer muscles, warmer joints, because I tend to have very, very tight hips. Um, I had knee issues for a long time before I even started powerlifting because I was running. I was like mm. a runner, a jogger, and I g- guess I just didn't know how to run. Uh, you know, yeah, all I'm that. Sure to
0: that, too. Exactly.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all of that contact with the ground, like hard ground or a treadmill that's so unnaturally um, shaped for your knees and your ankles, like learning all of that after I left uh, the half marathon world, like. It's just, it's wild because we're getting older every day. Our mobility is decreasing every day. So, uh, yeah, that's a little how my warm-up marathons. looks.
0: I mean, I uh. did one, <laughs> but, I,
1: but I used to run every single day, like six days a week. I'd run like Oof. one to 12 Oof. miles
0: see the thing i hate about running is that people feel like they have to do it you know like, if you love running fucking it's a run have a yo. great time have yeah. a great time but if you're just like i want to lose weight or whatever super shit you're thinking it's oh, stop right. thinking these things but whatever you thought it you're like oh i gotta run then like you don't have to <laughs> i think because that one came not- from
1: soccer you played soccer. yeah yeah
0: yeah i played soccer but i never liked running like i enjoyed soccer because i like making goals and kicking the ball yeah but, like if you were gonna tell me just go run for just run no <laughs> why <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah uh, that definitely uh aged out real quick once i found yeah. powerlifting so <laughs> yeah, i have not ran <laughs>
0: real quick yeah it's oh, geez so your warm-up is well less than 10 minutes then
1: uh yeah usually. uh usually yeah just around 10 10 yeah. 15 maybe
0: so the thing is like i said can't be too much can't be too little i feel like we've gotten like either extreme either you have the person that shows up and they literally just change their shoes put weight on the bar and start working out mm-hmm. like that's definitely too little mm-hmm. but then you also have the person that comes in and they like all right therapy gun up and down my leg <laughs> two minutes okay now i'm gonna do a band mobilization that i bookmarked from instagram three minutes all right now i'm gonna do walking lunges five minutes like yo calm down walking <laughs> like, lunges up and down and up and down and up and down i'm here i'm there i'm here i'm there i'm here all right now i feel good like no nah, you you just did a workout yeah by <laughs> then
1: you're tired your body is done yeah
0: so it's gotta be just just right, just what, right. what's
1: your warm-up look like
0: So honestly, like the blanket, my blanket advice for warmups before lifts is just fling your body around for at least five minutes. Mm -hmm. So like you said, just getting on a bike. Yeah. And then when you get to the bar, like you're not just going to put your work weight on. You're going to do some body weight squats. Then you probably do the bar empty and then you start loading at whatever increment works for you. Again, you got to Goldilocks it. Not too many increments, not too little, but that depends for some people. Like when I deadlift, I do 50 pound jumps like that sounds insane for some you you got to do what feels right there um but that's like the blanket advice yeah so if i'm doing squats i might do like single leg deadlifts a couple times just to loosen up my hammies and like my whole hips then i might do like banded lateral walks and then i'll do like a static like lunge like put my foot on a bench and like kind of swing back and forth to open up and then i'm that's it Mm mm-hmm just a few things. I'm not going to go up and down. And this is the other thing. And maybe it's because, you know, I'm biased. I have an issue with dizziness, but I can't stand this up and down shit. Like, if I'm going to warm up and standing, all of my warm ups are standing. Like if I get on the ground, I'm staying on the ground till I'm done. Like, I'm not into the, I'm going to lay down here and do this. And then I'm going to come here and do, like, no. It's like one, one spot and then I'm done. Um, oh, the other blanket advice is that usually it's dynamic stuff. For the most part, unless somebody has a really inflexible area that's just not going to work out for that workout, I don't usually do the static stretch before a lift. What would you consider? So
1: like also for me, for us, it depends on whether or not we're doing an upper body or lower body uh, workout. So when I do upper body, I do less leg swings. I do more pec minor stretches would that be considered static or dynamic
0: so it depends because you could just say that word and most people make a picture in their head of what that means right but let's say I decided to get on the floor I could do a mat pec stretch that is dynamic like I could just roll in and out of the stretch right you just do that until I feel a little looser and then I'm done that's not the same thing as holding a stretch for two minutes oh yeah Oof, so two minutes. You know, I won't really do, like, stretching, standing up, put my arm up on a wall and just hold it and stretch. But I might do kind of a cactus arms, if that makes sense. Like, put my arms out in a T, t squeeze my back out. Like, technically, I'm stretching my pecs. I'm just using the force of my muscles, pulling my shoulder back to do the stretch, right? Like, that's a stretch. Yeah. This is why I hate when people shit on the word stretching, because you don't actually know what you're talking about. (laughs) Like, that's an active, like, you can actively stretch while you're moving. Yeah. If we're talking about like a passive, I'm not using any muscles at all and I'm just holding something. I'm not doing that before a workout.
1: No. Yeah. Yeah. You're using your muscles. You're working on breathing drills. You're working on that core. Like you're re you're imagining how it would be say under a a barbell.
0: Oh yeah. While stretching. The mental part of it. Mm -hmm. Or like people do stuff with PVC pipes like shoulder halos or I'm just holding the pipe going up and down with my arms. Like that's a pec stretch is just dynamic.
1: Yeah, and it's important for us too doing things that are weightless because even just an empty barbell is forty five whole pounds. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so when I learned how to stretch with a PVC pipe and just like extended my arms in a, in a way that is necessary for weightlifting, I was like, oh, okay, yeah yeah, yeah. this
0: is what it'll feel like okay (laughs) yeah Yeah. um the other part of it is transition so like we mentioned last time we muscle through everything right like wherever you came from you owe it to yourself to give your body and your mind the space to get ready for what you're gonna do next we just always rush into shit like oh it's time to go to work all right Uh, drip my coffee drive okay get out my car work okay oh drive to the gym all right work like no Maybe you're starting your day. Maybe you're ending your day. You have to give your body the time to be like, what are we doing? How do I feel? Okay, I'm ready. Mm -hmm. Take a mindless walk.
1: Go out for a walk for a little bit before you start your day.
0: And it could be the riding on the bike for five minutes. Maybe that's the time. That's the time that you're giving yourself to slow down and think about, okay, today I'm doing squats. Hmm, How's my knee feel? Dang, did I eat lunch? Do I eat enough? Uh, okay. You know, that's the time that you're giving yourself. Besides actually flinging your body around and getting blood movement. Like, it's that mental part of allowing yourself to check in and transition before you just muscle through yeah. anything else.
1: But we get it. There are some days where, yeah, your life's all over the place. You probably got four kids running around and you forgot or you just didn't have time that day. There are some emergency or... Uh, fast treatments for mobility exercises or warm-ups right but what you do don't want to do that all the time
0: what do you mean by that fast stuffs
1: like if somebody say didn't have the time to go on a walk or do a daily warm-up oh, you, oh, you'll oh, oh, still oh, yeah. have to do a warm-up before an actual exercise yeah yeah but yeah, it's yeah, that yeah. that exercise is probably not going to be as good as say that saturday morning where you had all the time in the world to kind of reset for the day
0: yeah yeah no not every day is gonna go smoothly but in an ideal world you give yourself at least a couple of minutes between you between doing shit to check in and like chill out for a second mm-hmm. so even if you don't have oh i only have 30 minutes because my baby's taking a nap and that's all i got like that's cool just do a bear walk for one minute You'll be warm all over and, you know, you got ready. You can adjust and adapt based on your circumstance. or just understand that, like, you deserve that moment of warming up for your body and mentally to get ready.
1: Yeah, just don't forget to do it before your
0: exercise. Yeah, do something. Something. Just <laughs> <Do> something. <laughs> and not too much. Got to be just ready. <laughs> <laughs> gotta be just right. So yeah, what whatever I do it just depends on how I feel that day. And and taking that moment to check in is is how I'll choose what I'm doing. And sometimes it's hard. You don't know really exercises. You just like bookmark shit. You try things out. That's fine. You'll figure it out. Um if I know I spent the day shopping at IKEA or some shit, like my feet hurt, like, all right, well, maybe I'll spend some time just moving my toes around. Yeah. Doing some leg swings something easy on the ground just to make sure like everything still feels good
1: and speaking about feet and you mentioned flat feet quite a bit too in these last two episodes but i got very flat feet and i have bunions i have a very intense bunion on my left foot and my right one's not as great either yeah um so i take a long time spreading my toes before any squats or deadlifts because i want to make sure that before i do any of those things I can grip onto the ground with all my toes and I'm grounded and I'm, you know, using those, making sure I've got three points of contact like my coach taught me. But if if my feet aren't warmed up, I'm kind of fucked.
0: Yeah. I'll probably lose balance if I don't. Yeah, you're not going to engage the right things you need to engage. That's a good point. And all those little things are, are what you have to understand for your body and for that day and things like that. If you've been typing all day long, your your wrists might be shit and you want to go bench and just hop into it like mm, chill mm-hmm. out.
1: You yeah. might need
0: to open them up and warm them up and get through some aches and some little crunches or whatever it is that you feel in there and then bench.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Knowing like what's going to bug you or what's going to fuck you up can definitely guide your warm ups.
1: Yeah. And what's good, too, is I'm hearing a lot more in the tech industry up here in Silicon Valley. Mm. People are being a lot more aware of, like, ergonomic um, desk sitting. People are getting standing desks. They're being taught how to, like, take a little break and stretch and sit on a medicine ball. And, you know, as long as you're not staying in one movement for eight full hours and you're, you know switching things up a little bit you'll be fine but it's it's just funny how (laughs) that education is actually people are realizing it's as important especially if you're home where you feel like you're comfortable
0: for sure and I think a lot of people don't realize how much that affects their lifts when I see a new person I go through all of that what does your day look like what are you doing what's your job what do you do when you get home because yeah. people don't realize all of these little things add up to how your body moves and how it feels. Like if you sit at a desk all day long and you just got to go, 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 and you just get up and try to move, like for real. Maybe you're a teacher. Maybe you're on your feet all the time chasing bad little kids all day. Like, <laughs> like that's going to affect your squat day later for sure. So understanding all those things and what you can do to, to make those things better is a big deal. Especially the work from home, folks. Like you can work wherever you want, man. You could have like five different setups mm-hmm. unless you have a desktop, I guess, but you could be flexible. you could do from your bed, you could lay on the floor, you could go here, you could go there like
1: yeah, but me yeah, be mindful too, be it. conscious of like you get a thirty minute or a one hour break in between meetings or zoom meetings, yeah do something with that time and don't just like go straight to social media or stay on the computer watching a YouTube video, like use that time to stretch, use that time to. Get away from that same posture, that same position.
0: Yeah. The other thing, uh, most folks don't realize in terms of getting overall better flexibility and stability and mobility, it's these little everyday things. Like all of the magic isn't happening in your workout. Not always. You're going to see a big difference warming up and cooling down and giving yourself space and listening to your body and all that. Like you will. But it'll be even more if you realize, oh, okay, every time I drive, I put my leg up on the dash. Like you don't think that's gonna fuck you up over time? Like that's a big difference. <laughs> like you like you're stretching something out on one and not the other forever. Every day and you're out, your commute is one hour. <laughs> you know <laughs> little shit like that you don't really pick up on. like relax your fucking shoulders. Every day that you wake up, you're, you take like two hours to take your shoulders away from your ears because you're not a morning person. That was me. But, (laughs) like, figure it out. Carry your heavy-ass fucking purse only on one side. Or you're, like, one of those side standers, you know? You only stand on your left leg, hand on your Oh, totally. Or you only carry kids on your right arm. All of these little things add up.
1: Yeah, it wasn't until I saw a podiatrist not too long ago, I was like, man, I'm having feet issues. It hurts when I run in soccer. Let me just do surgery. And they're like, no, no, no. Here, <laughs> here are some corrective things. First, let's put inserts on those flat-ass Converse shoes you've been wearing. And let's look at how you're standing and walking. And you're right. Everything moves over to my right hip when I'm standing. And I never stand straight. Yeah. And while I'm walking... Um, I'm, I've got an externally rotated and I thought it was just because I had a big ass, (laughs) (laughs) but that curve on that, that spine in the back was not natural. And so while I'm walking, like I've got to mentally bring my hips in by squeezing my glutes and walking normal. So I'm not like hunchback.
0: There's a lot of things that happen in our body all day freaking long even just the way we set some things up and sometimes things are beyond our control. You know, maybe we work somewhere. We can't change shit. Obviously that's a thing or we don't have the access or the space. Like sure. That's a thing. Mm-hmm. But I mean, sometimes you could do better. Like don't put the shit that you like to use on the top cabinet and the stuff you never use in the middle, switch it out. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> you know, stuff like that. Come on. Think about it. A hydration's a pretty big deal also. I'd say posture, hydration, rest, and rest in terms of understanding how much time you need between workouts, and rest as in, like, sleep. The magic won't happen for your gains or for your mobility if you're not drinking water, if you're hunched over all day, and you're not sleeping. And sleep is hard for a lot of us. I'm not saying that to be a bitch about it. Right. I'm just saying it, like, try to do something about it. I know for me, everything is worse at night. My legs are more jumpy. Everything is worse at night. So I'm doing a lot. And a lot of that has been spending money, and some of it hasn't been. Like, my bed's at an incline. That's just stuffing shit. That was free. Mm -hmm. I bought a weighted blanket. All right, that was expensive. I do my vape pen, chill my fucking uh, spasms out. Yeah, that that costs money, obviously. There's some barriers to better sleep. How has
1: it dramatically improved? Are you getting just an hour extra of sleep, or...? Are you at least not spasming?
0: It's the actual quality of the sleep. So I could sleep mm. the same amount of time, but if it's not quality time, then then it's not useful at all.
1: Like you don't even get to REM sleep. You never like dreamed. Yeah. The so last time you dreamed.
0: I'm definitely dreaming a lot more these days. My sleep has been leaps and bounds better.
1: That's beautiful.
0: Leaps and bounds. So everything is leaps and bounds better. And that's where sometimes you get all sleep in the world. You still feel the like brain fog and fatigue or whatever. Um, but in general, leaps and bounds better. Like every once in a while, I might do some stupid shit and only sleep five hours because I stayed up late reading a book or something dumb, you know? Mm-hmm. That's some dumb. <laughs> dumb like what are you doing like i was reading um uh, mexican gothic and i got to the climax and i was like oh uh, three chapters i could do this and <laughs> it me, you know it was like 4 30 i gotta be up at eight like god damn I'm idiot. <laughs> um, not so, in college
1: uh, anymore yeah
0: i know so those days i wake up and i'm like holy shit i forgot what this felt like uh, not to say I feel great all the time now, but that level of trash I hadn't felt in a while. It's like, damn, I forgot what good sleep does. Yeah,
1: no, that's three and a half hours of sleep. That's <laughs>
0: <sighs> my whole spine was on fire. Like everything was terrible. It wasn't great. Poor life choices.
1: <laughs> what about how you eat on a given day? No matter how good you eat, you know you're getting you're getting your proteins and you're getting your nutrients in. Uh, that doesn't affect your sleep because of. Your sickness, or yeah. do you notice a difference?
0: No, 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 not really. Not the food. The only thing I could say is like, I'm not going to have a pizza right before I go to sleep. Like that kind of usual, most people shouldn't do things. Yeah. Things. Do that. Um, so stuff like that. But in general, food, no, not really.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: In terms of the realm of mobility and like getting better gains, everybody's different. Everyone needs different things, but at least eat real food
1: yeah
0: yeah eat real food and at regular intervals so that's my bigger problem is the regular intervals and that's where i fuck shit up because if you're if you're not eating real food at regular intervals and you're not sleeping well you're not shitting well i'm sorry there's no way and you're not hydrated, like you're not shitting well. And I'm sorry, like if you don't poop, I don't know how you're going to have t- wonderful squats and benches and whatever. Like your body's stuck trying to digest, and now you want it to fight and flight. Like think about it. Come on.
1: So, is that one of your main questions or one of your first questions to a new client, too? What are your bowel movements look like?
0: No, I'll know. I'll know just on how much water they tell me they drink. Like, mm, I know you're not shitting well. <laughs> <laughs> I already know. You don't have to tell me. you don't don't have to tell me it's already obvious how much water does it Mm. sips (laughs) (laughs) Mm -mm. it's not working out oh god yeah so that's the bigger issue for me is eating at regular intervals and shitting on time so this body does what it wants i don't really know nutrition and i don't i don't ever pretend to know things i don't know i will let people know straight up. i have no idea Mm -hmm. see somebody for that
1: Exactly. Or just like record what it is you're eating because it's just knowing a history of your food, a history of your stretching, your mobility, like that will help you in the long run. Write it down sometimes.
0: Yeah, because yeah, then you can see like, damn, this training cycle sucks. Why? Was it the actual program? Like, was it too heavy? Or was it that you slept like shit because you just broke up with your partner and you felt like ass? Who knows? Or maybe you didn't drink enough water because you usually buy water squirts and you forgot so you didn't drink as much water because you don't like plain water <laughs> no, you have to figure these things yeah. out <laughs> yeah
1: and don't wait until it gets worse like yeah i thought i had out. food allergies one time just a few months ago and i kept thinking it was so many different things i was like shit i'm allergic to alcohol no i'm allergic to gluten no i'm allergic and then it turns out my skin was just super sensitive to the environment. So it wasn't until after I kept a food diary, almost like an environment temperature diary, that I realized because my doctor wasn't gonna help, like they weren't gonna take a, an allergy yeah. test for me. They refused to give me an allergy test. Of course. So yeah. and since these what CAT scans, MRIs aren't gonna give you info either, like keep a diary. Of yeah. things that you're eating the stretches that you're doing just
0: whatever yeah, you're doing on daily sure. and i think that'll help with that problem of us being so disconnected from our bodies and there are some some people just do like a journal some people use apps but i've seen some workout books that are actually kind of cool because it'll have the spot for you to record your training but then also under it, it'll be like, how did I feel today? How was my mood? How much water did I drink today? Like, it has the prompts in it. Oh, I, I can't love remember that. the name of it, but I thought that was fucking awesome. How
1: much sleep did I get last night? Yeah, yeah
0: because you could f- you could go right through the page and be like, oh, I had shitty deadlifts that day. Oh, yeah, that's right, because I forgot to eat lunch. Hmm. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you need to do that and learn Yeah. what's what there is magic in mobility for sure there is magic in in working out and getting gains but all the magic isn't just in the gym
1: and realizing there are easier cleaner cheaper fixes not just by like injecting yourself with more testosterone
0: (laughs) i mean you want to do steroids have fun do you but you want to pop ibuprofen every day because you're in pain like all right well work on it do something in terms of that if you want to be and i think some people call themselves enhanced athletes. I don't know what the term is, but if you want to use performance, PEDs and all that stuff, you have to figure out how that's going to change your body, too.
1: Yeah, there's so much research involved. Shit, I there's, looked into it just last year.
0: Yeah, that'll, that'll mess with how your tendons are. So That's even more important to know how your body works before you even start that kind of stuff.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't really care if you do it or you don't. At least know what you're getting into
1: because it's so much more than just muscle development. It's like glucose levels change, your hormone levels change, like skin changes, the amount of water you have to drink per day.
0: Yeah, maybe we need somebody that does it on here to get through because I don't really know those things. I just know that it, it could fuck you up if you're, especially if you're already fucked up, which most of us are. So,
1: yeah, some wait until they're much older after they've, you know, had the kids. Uh, breastfed everything they needed to so i might just do that when i'm a uh, 50 <laughs>
0: <laughs> i don't know i don't know how it goes i, I know people that 50. are fine with it and i know people that aren't i don't know what the difference is Couldn't yeah say. Cause and it's and it's so that. different too
1: as a as a woman versus a man
0: mm-hmm. very yeah, very, when, very you, when you have a uterus them hormones don't hit the same yeah um but anyways, so the magic happens everywhere, but when we are talking about mobility and moving and stuff, I will give you top five shits that you shouldn't be missing, right? I don't mean poop, I mean things, sorry. <laughs> As I know, I was talking about poop earlier, don't want to get you confused. It's top five things that you should be hitting. Do you figure out your warm-up and your cool-down for you? We already talked about that a little bit. Oh, we didn't actually, no, we didn't talk about a cool-down. Before we get into top five, so cool down, same idea as a warm up. Give your body the space to process what happened, and get ready for the next thing. It could be dynamic, it could be the passive, static stuff because you're done working out, or it could be like really nothing at all. It could just be a minute just sitting there catching your breath. That's a cool down. The cool down just means that you don't just rack your rates and go home. That's yeah. all.
1: And that's a really important one that a lot of people forget. Yeah. It's like, don't just finish your heavy-ass deadlifts and then drive home immediately and get into that stuck, like, seated position. Let your body come back to its normal temperature Yeah, for even a minute.
0: Chill, chill out. Chill out for a second. Yeah. Think about how you, yeah. See how you feel? How you moving? Well, you know, something hurt? Maybe you do, like, one stretch. Maybe you don't. It's okay. It's cool. But do something for, like, a minute or two, five minutes. Cool. That's a cool down. Anyways, back to top five. So, top five. Whether you address it in your warm-up, your cool-down, or your off days. Top five. Number one, unilateral work. So we're talking about doing shit only with your one arm, only one leg, one foot at a time. Like, we all love to do overhead press, for get some bolder shoulders. But, you know, every once in a while, just press with one arm. And then do the other. And maybe you'll find some totally different things are happening, and that's how you even it out. So, number one, unilateral stuff. Number two, figuring out how to get your core stable with bracing. So, core stability in the sense of, like you were talking about earlier, you had too much of a curve in your back. Your core wasn't stable. If you're torque teaming all the time when you do squats, like your core is not stable. So, understanding how to brace and breathe and move is core stability, not sit ups, not pushing against your belt, like bracing drills and exercises. That's mm-hmm. two. Three would be, especially for us lifters and movers, chest expansion. So that means looser pecs, stronger scaps, uh, looser like upper traps, but stronger lower traps. Like all of these things contribute to like that curled in forward shit that most of us have going on. So chest expansion, like opening up, shoulders back and down. Whatever you need for your muscles and your body to get that. Um, that's the third one. The fourth one, for sure, hip openers, because we all have tight-ass hips for the most part, unless you naturally can do splits and stuff, I guess. Live your life. Um, and then f- the fifth one would be balance, and balance will tie into some of the other stuff that we that's in the top five. That'll work your unilateral shit. That'll work the bracing, but also to get you more into brooding with your feet, and it'll get you more into stability in the sense of doing more than one thing at a time. So that's top five. Unilateral, core stability, chest expansion, hip openers, balance stuff. Get that in somewhere somehow.
1: And I ain't going to lie. I like balance is my least favorite so much that I almost always ignore it. And you've probably seen too when we've done yoga together. (laughs) Anything on one foot versus the other, it's not happening. (laughs) And instead of ignoring it, I got to do a lot more. Single leg deadlifts, single leg squats, or just stretches.
0: Definitely. We can't ignore the things that make us uncomfortable. That's a life tip in general. But for mobility magic, you got to do shit that's hard. Sorry. And it's not going to look cool, and it's not going to be special. I'm sorry. It's going to be basic and boring <laughs> like it is. Mm-hmm. There's nothing cool about it. I know a lot of people like to do cool, weird shit and stand on balls and whatever. Like, you just <laughs> basic, boring shit. And That's it's gonna
1: take a while to perfect it i'm gonna fall a few times but whatever i'll just do it by myself
0: <laughs> yeah where no one's looking <laughs> we don't and train in
1: commercial reco- gyms anymore yeah and i won't record it
0: or if i do i'm just gonna keep it to myself on my phone <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> yeah and then uh, see the progress like how i looked in october on one leg versus the whole year later
0: yeah So um, it's a great way to stay in shape. Don't forget about the magic of mobility and the other stuff outside of the gym. Super helpful. out.
1: Thanks for listening to Disabled Girls Who Left. We appreciate all of your support and everyone who's taken the time to show us some love. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, or write a review of our channel. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Player FM, Google Podcasts, and more. You can also find us on Instagram, at disabled girls who left.